We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yold Raven, Samson Magnuson, Nathan Johnson, RX Cowbell, Monster, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Icebug, Titus Andromedon, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Zeke, Straw Cat, That Charlie, Yanni, Darkstorm Dota, Pistol Pete, and Matthew Evans. If you'd like to join the list of patrons, head on over to WeLikeDota.com and follow the links to our Patreon. We Like Dota episode 398 starts now. Welcome, listeners, to We Like Dota, America's casual Dota 2 podcast. Uh, I am your host today, Jim, and I am joined by Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello. How's it going? Good, good. I want to wish a happy birthday to my oldest daughter, who just turned 14 today. Your biggest fan. Yeah, I think she's a fan. Um, She wanted to go to a thrift shop, so this morning we went to a thrift shop. And uh, she got some cool stuff. It was, it was. I don't think I've ever like done a lot of thrifting, but she got some neat uh, t-shirts. She found a pair of sneakers that were like almost brand new in her size, and she's like super happy with her stuff. I, I am very cheap and I guess thrifty, if you want to call it that. And so <laughs> I do a lot of thrift shopping, and I tried to go thrift shopping this morning, um, but I was too early for Goodwill and most of the thrift stores around my parents um, because I was up building garden beds at 7 in the morning and <laughs> at 9 apparently most thrift stores are not open so I couldn't buy a menorah <laughs> I like that you went with like a specific item in mind and that item was a menorah <laughs> yeah I mean it, it's coming up Hanukkah's almost yeah. here and uh, I moved and I'm in a new house and I tried to find my parents' menorah that uses actual candles because I bought some nice candles from a friend's roommate, mm. like that they made themselves, and oh, wow. um, it's like very beautiful. Um, but yeah, and then I went to Target, and the singular menorah option that took me about thirty minutes to find <laughs> through the the heaps of Christmas stuff was a. Uh, not suitable to my liking. So. <laughs> an, an insufficient uh, menorah. So, yeah. since you said you moved, did you leave your other menorah in the old place? Is that like a thing? No, 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 no. I, I, I uh, moved in with my girlfriend from my parents' place. Oh, so cool. Okay. I didn't re- I've never really had, I guess, my own menorah. Normally, I would All choose right. my parents. Yeah, and yeah. they And they switched over to, like, the shitty bulb menorah in the window thing ah so i want the real deal I, I want the real deal now that i got nice candles yeah it's a good call yeah uh we have big news on this episode sam yeah alert alert big news big news yeah yeah play the the siren noise Whoop. there that, it was this is as good as it is getting <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only a little foley work uh from <laughs> from my my, my co-podcaster sam we are announcing the We Like Dota League, our traditional post-TI um, tournament for amateur Dota. Maybe TI is the pre-WLDL event, um, but since TI got pushed out, pushed off, we got pushed off to the winner. Um, and we are opening registration for the WLDL uh, very soon. Now, Sam, you are the brains behind this operation. I, I suppose so. I've been doing a lot of the typing. <laughs> yes. Um, and you came up with a lot of stuff. It, it's going to be a little different this year, and I think it sounds really cool, but I don't want to uh, mess it up. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll go into the TLDR. Um, so <laughs> okay. basically, registration is going to open Wednesday, December 14th, and it's going to close uh, on the 31st of December, that Saturday. Uh, first week of play will start about a week later on January 4th. Um, it's going to be seven player rosters, or, uh, so you could have potentially two sub-ins, uh, or if people miss weeks, then they can have stand-ins. Um, which I guess the, the difference is just whether or not you want <laughs> people to play all the time or not. Um, obviously this is a positive space. Flaming, um, including tipping this year is not going to be allowed. Yes, um, no tipping. No tipping. No tipping. Very, very important. Um. So there's a 6K individual MMR cap, 
as compared to previous years where it was uncapped. Uh, mm-hmm. There'll be three or four divisions split up to represent MMR distribution. Um, and then we'll have Swiss-style format for the uh, seeding stage before playoffs, um, where each team will earn points for wins that uh, they play BO2s each week against teams most similar to them in points. Um, we're asking teams to schedule rough, like generally Friday through Sunday, um, and try to keep those hours open and to s- schedule their matches ahead of time each week on Tuesday. Um, and I'm trying to think if I missed anything. I think that's most of the the new changes or important details if you are a newcomer to the WLDL that you should know. Um, so if you'd like to register when the time comes on the 14th, uh, head over to WLDL or sorry, WLDLeague.us. Um, and if you'd like to cast, please head over to our Discord, which you can find at that website or at, uh, what is it, uh, welikedota.com? Yeah, I think you can get to the Discord from there. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, it's a, a couple points I want to um, make sure people are aware of. You don't need seven players. It's up to seven. Yeah. Um, so if you have like a five stack that you know is always going to be available, that's fine. Uh, six, whatever. Uh, and you can register as a free agent on the website. So if you sure. haven't, uh, if you're not part of a set team, um, and team, we're <laughs> using that very loosely. Uh, if you're not part of a set team, you don't have to register as a team. You can register as a free agent. People pick you up. Um, and then usually we do some, uh, matchmaking at the end of the registration period to try to set up some teams from folks who are just kind of hanging out on their free agent list. If you haven't we, been picked up by a team that was kind of forming anyway. Right, right, yeah. We want to make sure everyone has a chance to play. Um, and that that's generally gone pretty well. I mean, I think one of our made-up teams, or at least a team like that formed out of free agents, won our middle division last year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it, it works. People have fun. Um, and if you haven't played in the WLDL before, uh, but you're a listener to the podcast, maybe you just started looking for Dota 2 podcasts after TI with the influx of new players. Um, it's really open to everyone. Uh, and we just maintain as, as positive an atmosphere as possible. There are, you know, Herald 1 up to just under 6K. Uh, if you are Herald 1, you're, not, you're very unlikely to have to play against the 6K team. I've done that. In previous, <laughs> no, I've done that. In not likely. Seasons. Not at all likely. Zero <laughs> yeah. percent chance would I say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we had like something like twenty-seven teams in total last year. And yeah, and it's it's I play in the bottom uh, tier, the the less uh, MM, the less extensively MMR tier, and it's really fun, and everyone's positive, and, and we have a good time, and and the games are are fun and competitive, but you know not cut through uh it's a very positive place for someone who wants to dip their toes into uh competitive dota and, and it, it's really really fun to to get a team together and and kind of work out positions and figure out how you play together and, and execute competitively um you know you get to kind of do what you watch the pros do and since we do try to match the teams up as well as possible in terms of mmr um it's not like you actually have to go out and play against professionals, which would be like 13-minute games where, like, Broodmother takes your base uh, yeah. and you're not even sure what's happening. Yeah. Um, it's okay. a good... It's a good balance of, like, uh, serious nature versus, like, having fun, I feel like, in the league. Like, it's... In, in every division, it feels like there's, there's room uh, to both grow and learn as a player and to, to really, like make your mark in a competitive uh friendly game yeah and, and a lot of the people and also i mean if you sign up as a as a free agent and end up on one of these teams i think these people end up you know making online friends and other people to play dota with yeah uh, more regularly and that's and i just absolutely uh deeply dislike playing solo queue so yeah. <laughs> having and, those online friends makes the game so much more uh, enjoyable for me yeah and we of course welcome the the competition that returning teams and returning players are going to bring and all the new changes in this year 
it's been a while. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of excited for it to gear up. Yeah, and, and I think the competition at the higher end, um, but in, in which you participate, Sam, is still good. Like, it's, it's you know, people taking the game pretty seriously and, and always positively, but uh, there's some real decent level Dota with uh, some real competition. Would you say that? Yeah, I mean, there were nail biters last year. I mean, I, I, we took a game off of uh, the Squid Stack, and that was, that mm. was crazy. Um, and I think that even the finals were really competitive in what was it all three games i think yeah not there's no like i don't remember the the exact details but um yeah so and and of course i'm really excited to be watching a lot of dota um that's the thing that comes with competitive dota is you get to then enjoy all the casting and all the like analysis of it um i hope that teams and players and individuals come up with content for this year if they want to share it with other teams or, or other players in the league i think that'd be cool i'd like to maybe get some some kind of i don't know uh underlying like <laughs> brackets and how people think that the 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 whole tournament's gonna go i don't know i like yeah, that kind a, of stuff yeah that's cool that, and that's a good point you bring up about the casters because it's really fun watching your own game get cast <laughs> yeah um, that's true Right, because like you're probably, I mean, even if you are, so like I've played against the the Squid Stack that you mentioned, <laughs> who is the kind of perennial, um, one of the most competitive teams in the in the whole league, and you know even those games where, like my squad basically had zero chance, but we still had fun with it, and you get to watch the cast and and you know there's a someone who's good at casting and we have Juvu who's very, very good at casting and, and a number of other people, uh, Permasneez, um, whoever else, like people who come in just to cast our WLDL matches. And it's just, it's really fun because you remember the events as they took place, like when you were playing it and then you get to watch it and there's, you get, there's someone like hyping up your action. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. You get way more information and you get way more like, clarity on how proficient oh, yeah. a move was or was not sometimes <laughs> i think it's i think it's more embarrassing but also more fun sometimes to recognize the mistakes um that other people give in in like your like it is like insight kind of yeah um i don't know it, it's really fun either way so yeah I, it's I like just everybody to come out and try yeah it's it's like if uh in the traditional sports space like if you're just playing basketball in a gym league or hockey in a beer league or something. And then there's commentators and you get to watch that. Like it's super fun. (laughs) So it's a very, it's a, it's a great experience and, and come out on December 14th, head over to WLDLeague.us and the registration form will be open. Um, And then we'll, we'll sit there and continually refresh it from our admins perch uh, and no one will join at first, and we'll be like, "Well, I guess this is a failure." And then, and then by like, the end. The, yeah, like the last eight hours, like fifteen teams will join, yeah. and we'll have a great time. This yeah, happens well, every year. Yep. Yep. We worry, um, Sam. I'm curious. So I uh, do have a team lined up. Okay. Uh, the same team I played last year, basically. <laughs> we had fun and. Uh, although we have new jerseys and new sponsorships, which I'll premiere uh, in our Discord, uh, extensive sponsorships. And do you have a team lined up, or are you still uh, kind of working things out? Uh, yeah, I have a five-person roster assembled currently, Ooh. which that might become uh, more than that. But for the moment, yeah, I have at least a team that can play, and I'm I'm very excited to play with, even if just like pubs and warming up. Oh, good, good. That's always great. Um, I'm glad uh, you got a, a squad together. Yeah. What do you say we talk a little bit about our Dota feelings and perhaps how we've been preparing for this upcoming WLTL season? All right. Yeah, it sounds good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at it go. All right, so I guess we've had a bit of a, a competitive advantage on the WLDL season because we knew it was coming. And so 
we've been able to uh, to prepare and, and <laughs> you know because there's <laughs> there's few things more valuable to a competitive Dota team than playing a handful of unranked NA pubs. Um, that'll certainly push us uh, over over the, the line to victory. Um, <laughs> but uh, what what have you been up to? How's Dota made you feel uh, recently? Oh, I think it's honestly not been my priority game, especially in the past couple weeks. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon, mm. um, the ah. new release. Um, and I've not had a lot of time to devote to Dota. I've been playing, like, maybe an average of one game a day. Okay. Um, and losing a lot of those games. (laughs) Like, not all of them, but some pretty bad streaks in there. I'm winning a lot of my, uh, like, lobby games and, like, five-stack. Okay. Not, you know, all the five-stack games, but, like, a decent amount of the stacked games, and then just, like doing awfully in any other context yeah um i think a few things i'm proud of i've won pretty much three care like three core games i guess in a row um, where i was like the dominant core like two carry games and a gate doom game where i was like okay i'm gonna become the carry nice (laughs) (laughs) um but for whatever reason strats the dota uh, site gave me a zero impact on a game where I went 11, <laughs> 0, and 3. And, like, absolutely, like, took over the game. Zero impact? Who, who, what here were you playing? Naga Siren. Uh, oh, it's <laughs> like, this one. Okay, I'm, I'm in your account now. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, and I, and, like, I won the lane, and, I mean, it, yeah. I think part of the thing is that, um, it maybe doesn't recognize the importance of like Song of the Siren at times. Not that I used it a lot in that game, but yeah. like that's that is I guess my counter to the very popular right now um, Razor build okay. with the Bloodstone is yeah. like oh okay he popped ulti and he's about to like Bloodstone and regen all of his health like you just press Alt and leave. No, that's fair. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so you play, yeah you played Naga. You had more hero damage than all but two heroes, and vastly more building damage than all other nine heroes put together. Yeah, uh. <laughs> I I like accidentally got double and triple kills from like just like microing illusions onto supports and like. Is it is that the best where you're taking high? I played Naga game recently too, and you're like you're taking high ground and like. You just set one of your control groups to like chase their shadow demon or their warlock or something, mm-hmm. and then like you know you're walking back to the jungle and it just like pops up like you got a kill. Yeah, <laughs> you're like oh, I yeah. forgot I even clicked that. This was this was one of the greedier builds I've ever done. Maybe like I had oh. a 15 minute manta. Okay. I just went. I just went straight up like wraithband treads manta. Uh, into butterfly at 23 minutes wow okay um took ages then heart and then everything else was kind of irrelevant <laughs> yeah yeah finished the if game you have with, a decent yeah i finished the game with more items than slots so <laughs> yeah if you have a decent like heart timing on naga when like they, they can't quite kill you uh, or your illusions then it's just kind of over yeah yeah you certainly did Oh. Yeah, my my night game was was similar. We the our mid was a rando, and it was like we were a four stack. And he's like, "Do you know how to play Naga?" <laughs> I was like, "I know what to do. I can't guarantee I'm going to do it right." And then like it was just a like phenomenal Naga game. <laughs> I was just like cutting you know two sometimes three waves like just owning their jungle the entire game. Yeah, um, there's just a, there's a lot of ways for this hero to play right now. Yeah. And in in the hero is good, so there are a lot of good Naga games to be had. Um, one of the better carries I think available now. Yeah, and when you do have them, it's so it's just very satisfying. Yeah, I even told Raven before my game that was like, "This is a Naga game, and it's the correct pick to make." But I want to fall asleep sooner rather than later so i i feel bad making this pick but i guess i kind of have to do it if i want to win this game yeah yeah well done though yeah thank you 
Yeah, well, I see. Did, maybe I didn't die. Uh, pretty good. I, I did play that Nagi game. Now I want to see if... Because if, you didn't die in your Nagi game. I don't think I died in mine either. Nah, I went 8-0-9. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one of the better heroes to just not die on. Yeah, like you don't have to. I had like one like one of those... One crazy song getaway. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally... They didn't. They like kind of gave up. Like they didn't give up in the sense of like they went FK, but they like stopped trying. Yeah, like they stopped like smoking as five into their jungle to try to find me, mm-hmm. and just trying to like deal with the rest of my teammates as I just farmed two waves and their entire jungle over and over until until I could six single illusions on their supports and accidentally get triple kills. Um, but otherwise, I've been playing uh, off lane. Really? Since I think, yeah, I played offline a long time ago, like a couple years ago, and uh, played quite a bit of it. I mean, like all like all these like my Dota Plus levels are overwhelmingly offlaners. Uh, Axe, Underlord, Doom, uh, Centaur. I mean, I haven't played Centaur in God knows how long, but I'm like mm-hmm. level nine Centaur. Um, and so I've been getting back into it because I think I'm probably going to play a little more offlane. I don't know my professional team. And so I just ban Razor every game. And I had, like Razor has not gotten through the initial ban phase in any public played since he got patched. Yeah. I've, I've had five or six games in a row with a Razor in it. Mm. It's actually disgusting. It's not, I don't even think the, the build is necessarily that good. Like I think when it's on my team, it's lost. But I just am sick of seeing the hero because it's been like a year straight of Razor, honestly. (laughs) I know. Yeah, it's it's interesting. This could be something we could talk about because like I like Razor was really good for a long time, right? He was like picked in like every game in Arlington or whatever it was. Mm. Um, And then they nerfed him, but I didn't think they nerfed him that much Uh, because I guess they're kind of trying to go after like the degenerate uh, BKB refresher build. Yeah, yeah, they, they so kind they of stopped that. that. Yeah, and then people are like, "Well, we're not, you know, going to figure it out again." And then but they like, overtuned Bloodstone. Yeah, yeah, to a well, ridiculous degree. Yeah, Bloodstone got overtuned, and then I think, um, so I have this theory. Like, tell me if you think uh, any element of this checks out. Okay. The the BKB refresher build, right? It just is putting you know nine thousand gold or whatever it is into if my hero just gets his stuff off if he just does his stuff that's all i need and that will win the game right because all you're doing is just well with the exception of like strength heroes whatever all you're doing is essentially just ensuring that you can play dota for nine scaling down to six seconds yeah and then with the refresher with the exception of razor's ultimate it's generally like another bkb like another six or seven seconds yeah it's i mean he's the best hyper carry and anti-carry in one in the game right yeah like that's why i think he's been so valued to a degree and like when you started kind of trying to rack my brain about this i or when i started to i was like i think it it's a bit of the devolution of like a tricore meta or even like a duo core meta where like really I feel like a lot of teams come down to like a singular physical damage dealer and then like yeah. some varied magic damage dealers or like control right? right kind of spread throughout but like there's usually one good link target in a game yeah. and usually if you shut down the one good link target in a fight you turn the fight so if you have a BKB to like be able to turn on your link and you have a bkb to be able to use the damage after you have your link done like yeah the build like razor just makes a lot of sense the bloodstone build i don't understand because it feels like the hero only does things if he gets his link off and you don't go for like an immediate bkb like i still kind of feel like uh Falcon Blade BKB Bloodstone would almost make more sense to me. Yeah. Um, 
like the it solves a lot of your mana issues and the vanguard early solves your like health issues but then you just see these razors that are like running around hoping to link like against like the stupidest things like weavers and like yeah. void spirits or you know these mobile cores that just don't give a shit yeah um, i mean there, there's some of that i i think that like those heroes that used to do like the true degenerate build um, of BKB Refresher. Yeah. Was like, you just have to get your stuff off. And so, Razor's stuff, meaning like his kit, is just good. And so, when you get rid of that degenerate stuff, right, you feel like, oh, we have to make something else better. In this case, it happened to be that. It happened to be the, the very minor, admittedly, buff to his uh, shard. But like all the stuff that Razor does that you are ensuring he could do through BKB Refresher, he still does. <laughs> and so, like, he's still a good hero. It's not like, oh, he's only useful if you have BKB Refresher. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, it's, it's, and so, like, those heroes that didn't, like, get BKB Refresher, they had to buy other things. In a sense, like, the other things are what helped them, like, impact the outcome of the game. Whereas Razor's thing is like, I just do my stuff and that impacts the outcome of the game. So I only have to buy things that let me get my spells off. Yeah. I survive. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I think that's generally like a, it's like a, I will kill you given enough time type of hero. And Razor, I mean, just fits the the hyper carry and anti-hero. Yeah, but I I think it's also Mars. Right? Mm. Like... Like, yes. Mars for a long time was just going BKB Refresher, just so he could do his stuff more. Yeah, but he wants the double ultimate. I think Razor likes yeah. the double ultimate, but yeah. Mars, like, wants the double ultimate, because that's, like, two heroes he can kill as compared to one. Whereas Razor will kill the entire enemy team, given the <laughs> chance to, to go hit people for two, you know what I mean, for 30 seconds straight. Yeah. Um, and so, I, you, I mean, you're right in, in that sense. Um but there's just not, like... And then you see the heroes that are kind of picked as a- antithesis to BKB, and it's, like, scythe builders. Like, mm-hmm. that's the best solution currently for a lot of BKB heroes, is, like, yeah. we're going to build a, a scythe of vice, like, 20 minutes into the game and hope to catch you before you can get the BKB off. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and, like, then... So, like, the the non-BKB uh, refresher heroes, like Axe or Centaur, right? Like, those you need the Blink Dagger. Like, they need to buy items to do their stuff. Whereas the BKB guys just do their stuff. Like, Axe is, like, Axe is about, like, the items you get as Axe. I, I see what you're saying now. Like, what you're... I, I like yeah the items that empower you are important but I think yeah. you're kind of like what was defining about the meta and what is unstable now but is still yeah. kind of the residual meta is the fact that fights cannot be held um on like like in the presence of wraith pact basically is how is how like most simply to describe it but basically mm-hmm. If you aggress, you are almost always overextending in this meta. Like, when you have these, like, five-on-five confrontations. And so, these heroes, like Axe and Centaur, that just have to jump forward to, like, grab a hero and then don't pull them back to their team in any way, like, just really struggle. But these heroes, like, Disruptor, Pudge to a degree, um, uh... I mean, Medusa kind of saw some play, um, but just like all all of these heroes that just sit and wait for a fight to be taken on their terms around a position and around an objective, like are are doing really well. And Razor makes more sense in mm. that sense because he just shows up to those positions and says, "Everybody has to leave now, or I'm gonna fuck your whole team up." Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Especially if I have stuns behind me. 
Um, whereas Axe does not do that unless you like five man call into combo stuff. Like combos, combos are not really what's happening right now. I would say, um, yeah. in the Dota scene for the most part, like there's not a lot of like Dark Seer Kunkka. Maybe like I think Darkseer will, will be more popular though coming coming shortly. I think mm-hmm. Disruptor is good, but not really utilized in that way. It's more about the glimpse um, yeah. and like the silence. Instant silence is so good right now. It, it's just like catch is really good, basically, and BKB is nerfed, so it's 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 forcing BKBs. It's Forcing awkward engagements that lead to, like, really big objective goals. So, you ha- I know you told me you had some questions about Underlord. And I think that, oh, that kind yeah, of ties yeah. into this. Yeah, so, um, yeah, in, in playing the offlane, like, the two heroes I've been playing... Um, well, one I've been playing, one I just kind of decided I'm going to start playing again. So, I've been playing Broodmother a bit. Um, just because I've always liked Broodmother... And although they nerfed Wraith Pact, I still think she's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my team is, we're trying to kind of work out how to play around Broodmother. Because it's definitely like a different game when Broodmother is there. Yeah. No, for sure. And, and so like, you know, we'll just be playing and it'll be kind of like ordinary laning phase. And then I as Brood hit six. And they go get into a fight and the opposing team loses their tier one and two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you have the the map becomes closed off to yeah to the enemy team who without like numbers and if you recognize that they're bringing numbers you just get to back up and farm. So yeah, and, essentially and the, you just want your team to play the fuck away from you. Um except yeah. for the, maybe one support that helps set up like a good core kill if they're like really defending a tower with only right. one core. Like that's the only situation in which I want anybody to play with me as brood. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what we ran into. In, in our last game, I picked their, I guess, second phase. And they ended up with, uh, what, Void Spirit and Night Stalker um, and something else. So, like, they had, like, lots and lots of vision and jump. Mm. Um, and I really couldn't run away. But, like, I would just, because I had a Wraith Pact and a Pipe. And if they left the top lane... I would threaten their tier three. So they had to like sit this Venomancer behind their tier three, just throwing wards out and gilling my spiders and all that. Mm. And then if they rotated like five up there, you know, I would see it because I, I had the spider wards that do like the tab thing. And then they would chase me all over the place. And in that game, at least they got me a couple times. But like such a waste of time. I took five heroes away for like two and a half minutes. <laughs> like it's totally not worth it. Um, while my carry was just like free farming uh, and pushing in there off lane. Um, so I mean the the games are definitely different and and fun. Uh, and I and I love my cosmetics for brood, so I want to keep doing it. I have like I've had terrible luck with brood uh, Dota Plus challenges, so I can never get any Dota Plus levels on her, no matter how many games I win. Because I get... You know, it's just stuff like that I you don't do anymore, like Orchid uh, yeah. stuff. And um, But the other hero I'm exploring again, because I, I have to think that this guy is just super good um, because of his ultimate, and that's Underlord. I think you're right. I've, I've played a lot of Underlord. Uh, I really like Underlord. Um, he's a reasonably strong laner. I like using his abilities. I, you know, I, I kind of get, I feel the hero, you know? He's yeah. like one of those guys that, like, you can play. I can hit all the buttons without thinking. Um, so I can think about, like, larger things. But the Fiend's Gate, I just think there's so much there, even, you know, beyond, like, the kind of, like, Zack Cheese, um, which was nerfed, which was uh, patched out of the game, I think. Um, because, like, we had one where, like, we were down... Like, we just, like... It was me and Jakiro as an offlane. And we were up against Drowvenge. And eventually we just, you know... Just kept setting people on fire until they left the lane. And then we just took towers. So yeah. we had their jungle. 
And we're just kind of like occupying it and shoving lanes in. Medusa was up farming the other side of the map. And the, the lane had like pushed in to our safe lane tier one. So I gated to the safe lane tier one. Firestormed the lane because it was like a great big group of creeps. And then jumped back in the gate and went back to the jungle. Meanwhile, the Medusa, who had been going kind of toward that tower, farming through our jungle, mm-hmm. then jumped in the gate only on the way back. And now all of a sudden we had five heroes in their jungle ready to push the tier three um, after we had just alleviated the, the lane pressure on the other end. <laughs> and we felt like that was a good use. I mean, we do like the regular uses like, oh, we just want a team fight. Just put the gate in front of the fountain. Everyone heals up and jumps back in. You know, like that's that's awesome. Um, but it's kind of standard. But I feel like this one was like the good one. I was like, ooh, and I didn't even notice that the Medusa had jumped in. It was all it was all the Medusa's decision. But I think the best cool. the best decisions I've seen are like yeah, like you talked about, like you hit six in the off lane and you like decide to TP like almost like a nature's prophet to mm. uh, disrupt an enemy gank or to. Yeah set up an allied gank um like you you're just like such a strong third hero to bring to a lot of ganks um and you just you ship the tides and it really like rolls back into that idea of like you can't overextend it all in this meta right and especially with like a global teleport that can bring your support <laughs> with you um <laughs> so that's pretty crazy um, I think that one of the underrated options for this Fiend's Gate is the fact that it destroys trees on huh. on use. So you can use it to like globally stun Monkey King for four <laughs> seconds or whatever. I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah. In an AoE around it. <laughs> I guess it makes That's sense cool. that way you can't like hide it in the trees, but Yeah. Oh yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, we I did get an AGS. Uh, I went the Bloodstone build just to goof off. No, the Ags is good. Bloodstone. Yeah, like glow. Yeah, I don't think it worked. (laughs) But if you also the build is Atos Ags, by the way. If you go with Atos Ags, you are actually just like rooted for seven or eight seconds if you don't have BKB. I know. I just for some reason I just resist the Atos. But I see that it is probably objectively correct. (laughs) It's it's correct in almost every. not every single, but most Underlord games these days, I think. Otherwise, yeah. I like stuff like like Bash or Satanic, or um, con- uh, sometimes like more defensively, like Greaves, Yules, or Greaves for staff. Or you're like yeah. a, you're like just a utility hero. Like you just build whatever your team needs and however you can best set up your your allied stuff. Yeah, yeah. The the Ags was really cool. Um, because I went the Bloodstone build, I had a Vanguard for a long time. And I had found, I guess, some particularly valuable armor neutral item. And so I was like, oh, I'm tanky. And then, like, I, you know, disassembled into the the bloodstone. I guess I got, like, a different neutral item. <laughs> and I, like, gated into a team fight. And the drow just, like, four-shotted me. And I was like, oh, I have, like, eight armor at 22 minutes. <laughs> this is totally unacceptable. Like, I should have... Realize where I was getting my physical resistance from uh, before <laughs> literally Continue. selling all of the items. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so obviously, like, I mean, I would think uh, Lotus is just kind of a natural thing, too. Um, going past that. Or if you do go sure. with, like, a, a Pact or Vlad's or something, if that happens to be the, the play that game. Yeah, I really want to, like, I a couple times I used the Global Pit. Um, with ags to like try to save people mm-hmm. um and i wonder if i mean i don't know i don't think i'm even going to try to get this blood something working again i just don't think it's worth it um because even if you because i got the shard and even if you put the firestorm on yourself you still kind of have to be like people could just like run away but like the game we were playing was like full of heroes that run away also so maybe i didn't realize it for that reason but yeah that's when atos ags is like the move you just ags in you bring dust or whatever you need or whatever yeah. and you just atos them back into the pit and then it resets and then you have another pit to deal with 
It's like, it's disgusting. Yeah, my, my favorite thing about the guy, I think, is like he punishes buybacks so much. <laughs> like if you're trying to take their high ground and like you win a fight. Yeah. Um, and like a couple of their guys buy back, like they get near you and you just like hit them for 700 because their whole team just died inside your atrophy aura. Yeah, it's impossible to fight twice. <laughs> yeah. Guy. Um, and that's and then like taking buildings is great too because like you win a fight near a building and you just like four shot a tier two. Yeah. Um, no, he's definitely like a like a master mind behind like team fights, and I think is like very very kitted towards like disruptive team fights and setting yeah. up a bunch of annoying shit you have to deal with. Yeah, and I really want to do. I really want to do that thing where you get the was it's a pit AOE talent, which is probably very good, and then you get an ags, and you, if you set them up like at the minimum distance away, you can get three pits like contiguous in a row. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and they all slow, uh, for what forty percent because you have an ag scepter, and they also root you for. You know, 1.8 seconds every 3.6 seconds or whatever it is. Um, it would just, like, absolutely win a team fight. But, like, that whole game I kept, like, I would gate pit in. Like, Clockwork would place cogs, like, right on the gate, right, as I was about to show up. <laughs> then I'd be, like, knocked down a hill. And oh, I was like, yeah. uh, okay. And then, like, get plinked to pieces by the drow. Because um, I had eight armor. Oh, we had a a Praetor Dark Willow mid who I believe finished the game with 33 kills. So we won, but... Um, a little bit carried. Oh, <laughs> <well>, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was fun. I mean, I, I'm... I keep waiting for pros to, like, really do some crazy stuff with Fiendsgate. And I haven't seen it yet, but... <laughs> It's just a. It's another hero that gets that like pub pub credit and pub opinion. Yeah. Like it's it's, and it also it it it's a bit awkward. I'll say is fitting it into a lot of lineups because it just it scales very linearly. So you uh. need something that kind of turn like tunes you up in the early game and in the mid game, if you don't want to get run over, or you don't want to end up just like holding. Like. Holding the status quo for the first twenty five minutes of the game is not right, right. something that benefits all teams equally. Yeah, like he's a, he's a great hero to like sit in front of a tower and firestorm the wave yeah. as it comes up. But there's but a lot like, of games you, you want to take do. the T one instead of just defend a T one. <laughs> right, that's like not what pro teams do right now. So yeah, um, I'm more than happy to sit in front of towers and firestorm waves. However, so <laughs> uh, yeah, backslash. Carrot new meta. Um, speaking of pro uh, Dota, uh, other than our own professional careers, you want to talk about some of the news? Uh, yeah, let's talk about some DPC. <laughs> to read the future, I need entries. As you mentioned, Sam, the DPC is starting. I guess I don't know when, but the roster dates are now locked in. Um, and, right? That, that happened, like, what, yesterday or today? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. And, uh, you know, the first story is that North America is in chaos. Yeah. No, I mean, every, <laughs> every single team got shaken up in the NA region. Yeah, for the longest time, uh, as I've incessantly mentioned on the podcast, North America is three teams. Uh, TSM... Uh, who is now totally changed, with the exception of, I think, Brile. Uh, Quincy Crew, which does not exist. And Evil Geniuses, which has moved uh, to South America. So, we, Quinn, where did Quinn go? Uh, Gaming? Gaming Gladiators. Yeah, yeah. Europe. Quinn went to Gaming Gladiators. TSM is I, still around, but who, who knows who's on the team anymore. I mean, I guess Brile and uh, Tomato, right? Uh, still there? Like maybe I don't even know if Tomato's there. I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. of the TSM situation. Yeah, um, EG is of course now 
uh, the Thunder Awaken squad with Picazis. But the EG team, like the, the players that made up EG, are now part of a team called Shopify Rebellion. With Saberlight added in. With Saberlight from TSM. Do you have any thoughts on this business? I think I think it works. I think that they'll probably uh, be win NA. <laughs> I think they could very well win NA, considering how weak the competition is. Like yeah. I don't know who would really contest them for Division One. Perhaps the new uh, Arkosh, the new fake Arkosh, no, Real Arkosh, no. <laughs> No, I mean, I think that that team will be better than previous <laughs> They're Division Arkosh. 2 anyway, right? Like, hold Don't up. they have to qualify for Division 2 still? They have to, like, play yeah, into I think Division they have two? to play into Division 2. Yeah. So that 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 squad is Febby, Z-Freak, mm-hmm. Monkeys Forever, Excalibur, and Koifa. Which, like, okay. Theoretically, <laughs> this is a Tier 2 European team. So is it a Division one NA team, <laughs> maybe. Like I bet there's a lot of NA, Division one NA teams that would lose to that squad. Yeah. Oh, I think that they'll win games. <laughs> I just don't know if they're the uh, they're going to go all the way up to Division one. But you know, the time Who will knows? tell. Yeah. I, I all I have to say is they better have monkeys laugh now that monkeys is on a team again, and they don't make it just. Slacks yelling random things. I'll buy the monkeys laugh voice line, but they didn't last time. Yeah, I mean, with Arkosh coming back, I, I doubt that there's uh, another Slacks. Uh, yeah, maybe Shopify Rebellion will have monkeys laugh. Maybe I don't know. I'm I I didn't realize that Shopify Rebellion existed. Um, I thought it was. Like a joke name, like Sad Boys. Yeah, I, I also did not think that this was um, a, like a legitimate sponsor. And then I was like, oh, okay, they actually have StarCraft 2 teams. They have like some other esports teams. So it's not not the most yeah. ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. But I, it's not, definitely not a team I would want to be <laughs> under the title of Shopify Rebellion. Doesn't make any sense. But yeah, it's uh the director of it, like the the guy who runs it is Liquid TLO. If you're an old StarCraft player, no, I'm um, not. He was, ah, he's an old Liquid player. Um, cool. And they have Scarlet. Scarlet is on there. She was a big uh, SC2 player. Harstem, uh, Bune, or Buell. Uh, they got another guy over there. They actually have like a pretty, I mean, I guess legit StarCraft two team. I haven't followed StarCraft two in a while. But I at least recognize the names. Um, yeah, you follow uh, Eastern Europe. Yeah, that's, that's where you, that's where your heart lies. Uh, there's true. actually a lot going on over there. Yeah, um, so I think the, the the one thing I want to point to, especially, is that um, no one is going, or I guess multiple things, no one is going to play on the old G oh, roster yeah. and play mid for the the rest of OG so Seb No Tail uh, and Topson with MSS yeah and then um, but that's not Eastern Europe I guess it's Western and then Bet Boom is a stack that is kind of born out of several teams so Team Spirit dropped Toronto Tokyo and Bet Boom picked up uh, GPK Nightfall and Pure and then I think Save might have already been on the team i'm not i don't remember um but this is the the five stack and toronto tokyo is going to be playing position five for this team so it's like a star-studded lineup going to a traditionally under underrepresented uh organization in the eastern europe region which kind of has a bit of a hard time um figuring out its identity with like Outsiders slash VP not really making the cut. And right, Team right. Spirit not really yeah. looking in in prime form. So mm. I think that this will be the, the new front runner. You think? Yeah. 
Yeah. So pure is pure is really talented. And yeah. GPK Nightfall is also like this is this is not a team that's going to have G- communication issues. I think these are players <laughs> true, that yeah. can kind of put their egos aside, and have all played mm. with like much bigger um, players. But I think that this is like some some uh, a lineup that could potentially come together really well. Nice. What do you think about what do you think about Toronto Tokyo playing five? Uh, I think I think it makes a lot of sense actually for like if a mid wants to. Um, go to a role. I think it makes sense to go to support roles because, um, like, Toronto Tokyo was never like a big like outplay player. He's not no one where he looks to like um, take over every single CS and like just beat you on the micro movements. Like Toronto Tokyo likes to okay. play for yeah. macro map movements. Likes to put his himself either in harm's way or like at at the assistance of his teammates to like get kills that he otherwise wouldn't have gotten. Like he plays mm-hmm. like stuff like Invoker, stuff that's set up in team fight and a little bit of orient like uh, or initiation at times. Um so I think he wants to have pos- a, a position where he can have a clear vision of the game and kind of like put himself in that role. Maybe play a more aggressive five. Um something that's like a little bit more active and let's say play kind of like the a more passive role like these oracle cm uh jakiro type fours okay so yeah yeah yeah, that's that's what i think but um yeah that's cool so i'm looking i'm in the client right now i'm looking at the supporters club packs and (laughs) the evil genius is one uh has the eg logo (laughs) And the name is Alameda twenty eighteen, and it lists Crit, Artesi, Fly, Saberlight, and Abed. And the the supporters pack does run out at on January third, right? So it's not for a long time. I, <laughs> but but if I buy this now, will my profile say? Alameda 2018 supporter and have an EG logo. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, it, it was probably <laughs> just a, that. It was probably just like a Fly or Bulba, whoever created the team initially for right. EG. Like just re, you know, like they just typed it over um, for their new team, and they did. They were running with Alameda 2018 as their like initial registration, and then were picked up by uh, Shopify Rebellion after the switch. So. There might be like an in-client disagreement <laughs> over yeah. their, their their official <laughs> title so far. Plus, I mean, new DPC information and like that kind of stuff is not really out yet. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess that stuff will start because I don't think I could. You can't keep the stuff past January third because, like, if I could have it say like Sure Labracci is spectating Alameda game, yeah, I, I would be into that. Like this was one window where you get this weirdly outdated uh supporters club and the others too like wild cards is called b8 and has dendy in it i guess b8 bought wild card spot and then maybe uh, yeah i don't know what's up that's up that is about because i don't even think dendy is playing other than maybe as a coach <laughs> he's, he's listed as their mid apparently he's playing mid in na <laughs> oh, that might just be like a. They might be yeah. <laughs> misrepresenting it as another team, some or something. Yeah, weird like and, that. And, yeah, and like Bet Boom's logo just says the name Dark Side and it has no players on it. So like, yeah, obviously there's some issues going on here. But I wish I could uh, use those issues to make my account look weird. Uh, the other news in uh, Western Europe, since we all know Matumba Man retired. After finishing third at TI, uh, Nisha, the uh, superstar player uh, from Secret, kicked the other four Secret players and picked up the remaining four Liquid players to play under the Liquid banner. Uh, I don't. So really... no kicking really occurred. No, no kicking really occurred. But let's be honest, uh, Nisha leaving like Nisha was clearly the maybe the best player at TI. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, like him leaving secret, it's more like, you know, the four secret now have to figure out what to do. Um, and then Liquid 
trades in Matu, uh, a TI winning, you know, fantastic player for arguably the best player in the world, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Like I, I've always wanted to root for Nisha because he's Polish and I have Polish uh, ancestry and he's really good and he seems fun. Like he smiles and stuff. Yeah. I think, I think um, uh, he would be a good like choice to root for on this liquid squad. Like this is this is yeah. kind of their time. Like if they're gonna ever become a dominant force in the NA or sorry not NA uh, Dota like scene again, I think it's after this TI showing. Yeah, because they did really well. They did really well with their comparatively younger players. I guess newer like Insania hasn't quite seen that level of success yet. Boxy hasn't quite seen that level of success yet. Yeah. Um, and then adding Nisha who obviously has seen that level of success and, and can bring the, the skill and talent. I think it'd be fun. And I think that means, I mean, I, I kind of liked all the liquid players before, but um, makes it even better for me. So I'm happy for that. Is there anything you're particularly excited about? Like, what's going on with, with Nigma Galaxy? I mean, like, Kuroki isn't retiring and Miracle's taking a a season off. Mir- yeah, Miracle's taking a step back and ATF is playing carry, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's what's going down. Um, I think that Nygma Galaxy is not the most relevant European team. I think that they have a lot of... a lot. It's like a very crowded space right now in Europe, especially with like a lot of NA players going over and trying their, their luck. Yeah. You don't know who's going to really like do well in that transition. Like, there are players right. that really lean into it and really, like, I think have come out stronger for leaving their home region and playing in others. Um, and there are players that have just kind of bombed out. Um, yeah. I think I think Saber Light on old EG New Shopify Rebellion is pretty exciting. Yeah. I like Saber Light. I don't... He's one of these people, and this is probably like a... Uh, you know, twenty twenty late twenty twenty two internet phenomenon, but like, he seems pretty likable and goofy, and I I hope he doesn't get you know like milkshake ducked, you know, <laughs> canceled. <in some laughs> yeah, <way>. like, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, but more like, like oh, I I hope he like isn't actually awful. Yeah, because um, <laughs> like. You know, I, I root for EG, so I'll root for Artiz's team. And, yeah, I like those guys. And I think adding some, like, goofiness to it might be might be a positive. Yeah, they're all, they're all so serious. And they're so, like, not alpha male necessarily, but, like, EG for a long time carried that kind of connotation, yeah. I think. Especially yeah, compared like to a lot of the softer teams in NA. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And, like, Abed is, is famously very quiet, um, even in games. And, like, Arteezy is just Arteezy. And I think having some goofiness in there to, to lighten things up. And I guess he's also, like, a very flexible player in terms of his style and, and what he's willing to do. Because he played carry for Entity at some major, right? That major that, like, TSM didn't make, but all their players played in it. It was the one in Texas, right? Because of all the visa issues. Yeah, I think it was. It was either it was either that or one in like SE. No, it was like an SEA one, maybe. I don't know. Oh yeah, there was that SEA. Qu- event, not yeah. Kuala Lumpur, but Malaysia. Yeah, yeah. There's something down there. Yeah, Singapore, maybe. I. It's all blending together at this point. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I've definitely seen. Uh, them be flexible in in several roles. I don't I don't know. I don't I, I'm kind of burnt out on on DPC stuff. I'm kind of excited to like start with WLDL and then go yes. into DPC. I think that that's Yeah, I mean like I, my trajectory. Yeah, for sorry. For anyone who is um no, I think you're right. Like just like let's just focus on what's actually important, not this this DPC flop. True, yeah, the the number two league in the Dota scene. Right, we don't have to talk about DPC anymore. The uh, the WLDL starting up, and I 
I don't think there's a conflict of interest. I think you can participate in both DPC and oh. WLTL. Good, so I was like, sweating you know, that. Yeah, if Abed, you know, if you do want to play, we, we love Prater, you know, but... You know. <laughs> if, if Abed can prove that he owns yeah. a, a sub-6K MMR account that <laughs> is not Smurf, you know, yeah, his like, real account, his real, real MMR... <laughs> His Smurf is 12k, but his real account is yeah 5999, and like we love Prater, but you could try out. Yeah, you know, there's nothing we won't turn you away from it. You know, I a trial uh, a couple trial pubs. I, I'll in the re- east. I'll reveal the name of my mid player just to <gasps> to kind of talk about it for a second. So I have a mid player named Sterling, mm. which is going to be very confusing in all of our casts. Because it's Sterling and Strilling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but I would, I would trade, I would gladly trade uh, Sterling for Abed. No, no offense to Sterling, who's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Sterling and Strilling, that's good. Yeah. So la- yeah, last one- la- last uh, RD twelve season, we were Sterling, Strilling, and the stand-ins, like in like a. Bob Marley and the Whalers style, like, you know, <laughs> mid-century uh, band title. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like, like that. We, yeah, I remember we had one WLDL game where we, what did we do? We changed all our names in some way. Um, and it ended up being very, very confusing. Oh, yeah, you did Nico, cast. Nico, Bobby, Nico, Nico Baby. yeah. Yeah, because we had, we have Nick. We got named Nick. Uranium Heart was on the team. And then we had Bob. Right, yeah. so Bob changed his name to Nico Bobby, and then Nick realized he could be Nico Baby, mm. and then like we felt, all right, at this point, the other three players have to include Nick in their name somehow. Yeah, um, and the the poor casters were just like, who are these people? <laughs> yeah, do you want to do you want to do a full roster reveal on on air, to to send us off or no? Oh uh, yeah, sure. You go. Yeah, yeah. You go first, and then okay. then I'll go. So, uh, playing one for my team, roughly, uh, we have Kevin with a Q. Um, supported okay. by his girlfriend Lily, um, and then we have uh, Zach and I playing off lane, and Sterling nice. in the mid lane. So nice, yeah. You and Zach were a terror last year. Yeah, yeah. I think we're we're gonna look to continue that uh, that dynamic, and <laughs> and Lily and Kevin have like a lot of games together. So uh, that's awesome. They yeah. they are they're kind of scary. To lean against. I remember we watched one game that you all played, and I was like, oh, "This game's pretty close. This game's pretty close." I don't know. And then like, uh, Zach got a blink dagger on Mars, and it was just like every Mars alt cooldown, like just one team fight, team fight, team fight, team fight, and they just won the game. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, we we like to roll. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys did that. Yeah, so we're uh, our team. I believe it. I mean, I'm. I believe the team name is uh, Greg Boys, uh, G-R-E-G-B-O-Y-S. And our roster is uh, Nick Uranium Heart, uh, playing Carrie. And then Prater Mid, unless uh, Abed's tryout goes well. Okay. Then (laughs) uh, in the offlane, we have like... Basically a mix of like me, Ray, uh, X two, who who likes to spend the winter playing Dota. Like during the nice weather, he he's like a he roams the earth like Kanan Kung Fu, and he just goes to like national parks and stuff. That's dope. Yeah, he has such a cool life. He's the most interesting man in the world. Um, but then in the winter, he settles down in a certain area and he plays uh, Dota on a laptop in a library parking lot. Um, in the van he lives in. And so he's playing uh, some offlane for us. And then Chris, uh, Omen Brew, um, he's he's also going to be in there. And we're going to play, like, we have options because, like, I like some four heroes. And then those four heroes can be flexed. And then Ray plays some offlane heroes. I play some offlane heroes. X2 plays offlane heroes, I know for sure. Yeah, X2 plays offline heroes and four heroes. And so 
it gives us a little more flexibility in our drafts because a lot of those heroes that we like playing in the offlane at four um, are also played by our weird mid player, Praetor, who just like Dark Willow, for example. Um, we could easily first pick Dark Willow, and then if it doesn't get countered mid, I could just play it four, you know? Yeah. Because um, I love playing Dark Willow, and he obviously, he's a master tier Dark Willow now. And um, mid, yeah. And then uh, our our position five uh, right now, I'll figure out how to get him registered, is Feta. Uh, we have picked up Feta. Um, he's not on a pro roster. Feta, is that uh, Fata's uh, younger brother? <laughs> yeah, is, is it Fata or Feta? It is, I think it's is Fata, it, but I'm not sure. Fata, I'll check with him uh, how he likes to okay. pronounce, but he's going to be the last uh, member of our team. Oh, sick. And, that, that, and that's, that's Greg, boys. Nice. That's very exciting. I, I, I look forward to getting my ass kicked by you guys in top division. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see how that, the MMR calculation how that works pans out. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could put 11K in the in the web form. Just phone. register with like an infinity symbol next to Greg. <laughs> and especially. Yeah, it's th- nine, 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 nine. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then we'll be debuting our new uniforms, which I've been working on. Oh, very um, sick. So we're still um, sponsored by the John Malkovich collection, uh, John Malkovich Couture, which I believe does not even have a website anymore. Um, but we're sticking with them. We're not letting uh, we're not letting the market tell us who is going to design our uniforms. <laughs> All right. Just because just because it doesn't exist as a business doesn't mean we're not going to still be sponsored. Just because just because you don't believe in the brick and mortar and the the, the flesh and bone <laughs> does not mean that we don't. <laughs> just because reality doesn't include a John Malkovich clothing company doesn't mean we don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, good talking to you, Sam. Good episode. Yeah. Uh, we will uh, catch you all later. Check out our website, uh, welikethrow.com. Find the link to our Discord and join the Discord if you want to play in our league. Uh, all are welcome. Uh, so show up. Uh Ask, see around, register as a free agent, and uh, you'll make some friends and some nice people to play Dota with. Yeah, it'll be a good time. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jim.